We are beginning a new episode of Video Vampires. This is Mickey. And Jessica. Okay. A lot of things have happened in the past few weeks. Yeah, you got married. I got married. Uh, it was fun. Um, I came out to I Still Believe by Tim Capello. And we, <laughs> my wife and I, our dance intro before we had our first dance was Dream Warriors. So I feel yeah. like I, it was on brand. It really was on brand. Mm. It, was, it was really good on brand, though. And everyone was dressed up. It was a nice wedding. It was Congrats a fun Halloween party. Thank you very much. Kate, yeah, who has also been on the show before. That's right. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre episode. Check it out. That's the woman I married. No. Um, Jess, have you seen anything? I watched a lot of stuff. Um, which is usual. I usually go. But what I watched was okay. So I saw the Lighthouse, which is Robert Eggers. He did the uh, Witch. So this is stunning it's a it's a great piece of work i'm probably obsessed with it it's great william defoe is great robert pattinson is great um i really loved every bit of it i feel like the stuff that i didn't like about the witch is just not in in uh the lighthouse you know like i felt like sometimes the witch gave away too many things Mm -hmm. um and then this doesn't it just it leaves it up for you and it's oh it's so fucking great it really is and it's shot so um it's funny because our our resident hater matt um when i went to go see it he was like well sit in the front because it's a really small aspect ratio and i was like oh okay interesting and it is it's like a square image which it it creates this like real lighthousey feel you know you have like black surrounding you in this small like peephole view of like what's going on it's it's tight quarters it's fucking great yeah Yeah. it, it really is um, it's it's a brilliant movie, and then I also saw The Irishman, uh, which is Scorsese's epic. Um, ever since I was old enough, ever since I, to remember, I've always wanted to be an Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Uh, did did um before you tell, explain anything? Did he? Where did Gimme Shelter factor into the movie? You know, uh, he's used it so many times. He uses the same songs, mm-hmm. obviously, in in all his movies. So it does have that feel, which is kind of great. So. It's not, it's paced differently. It's more paced like, um, like Taxi Driver or, or some of his other films, you know, like some of his other mob movies are very fast, especially Goodfellas, you know, when you're, when you're dealing, especially with, um, what's his face? De Niro, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. You know what? Someone said my brother looked like Ray Liotta the other day. Now I have to show you a picture of him. I saw it in your fridge. I don't see it. You don't see it? Okay. (laughs) Two separate people have told me. I was like, that's fucking weird. Like a Mexican Ray Liotta. But uh, so anyway, we, uh, it has that like uh, slow pacing, but it works for the entire movie and every part of the movie is engaging. So it doesn't feel, it's almost four hours. It's three and a half hours long. Hachi machi. Um, but, like, I went to the Egyptian, and, you know, peop- I shuffled in my seat a little bit because it's a little uncomfortable. But I didn't get up once to go to the bathroom. I had my snacks, and I didn't really want to, you know. Um, it's super engaging, and everyone's on point. Like, um, Pesci, Joe Pesci, is, like, he's fucking great in it. And it's mm-hmm. not, like, his former mob ones. He's very much, like, the character of uh, of, like, the father type or, like, you know the mediator he's very soft spoken he oh, doesn't wow. have a lot of lines it's it's really great and then uh de niro plays like i feel like his type of character that i i've probably seen before and and um al pacino is just great he plays jimmy hoffa in it oh cool yeah which is it's 
It's really cool. It's it's really funny. It's got that same like you know a lot of the stuff you laugh at, especially like the old uh, the old Italian jokes and like the old uh, old world jokes and stuff like that. So it, I don't know, man. It's good and it's like it's still riveting and and relevant and it's sad. Yeah. Um, okay. I loved it. It is. I th- I thought about it a lot after I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think everyone should see it in the theater, but I know it releases to Netflix. I get why you would not want to go see a four-hour movie, because there was no intermission, at least at the one that I saw. Um, I did not know it was four hours. Yeah, and they warned you at the Egyptian, at least. They were like, hey, just so everyone knows, there's no intermission, so if you have to pee, do it now. Um, And it's... I don't know, man. I, I, it is... um, I think... Fuck, I can't remember if it was the New Yorker or what, but they penned it as, like... Scorsese's funeral for the mob flicks and I was like this is that it is it's exactly how it sounds it's, right it is great it has these like great pieces of it you know like how he encompasses in these images of like a, a car trunk closing and like having that like shot going yeah. it's it is beautiful I have um actually when I went to the screening at the Egyptian um they gave me like some stills from there which are really cool oh that's I'll, awesome I'll show you guys um take pictures of them and put them on the Instagram um, and then I watched this movie called Enemy. Um, Denis Villeneuve did it. Oh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Very strange film. I didn't know anything about it um, going in. I'd never seen it before. It just kind of popped up on my Netflix. It's really cool and and interesting. Uh, the doppelganger one, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like Jake Gyllenhaal like, basically finds his twin, but they're not twins. Right. But it's like someone who looks exactly like him, and they right. kind of ruin each other's lives. Yeah. But there's these random spiders... I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind. It's kind of great. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised. Not. I don't know why because I really like him. Yeah. Um, and everything else he's done, but I was surprised too that like Jake Gyllenhaal really picks these weird fucking roles, which is cool. I guess. I mean, he's kind of cool, dude. I know. I don't want to think he's cool though yeah. because he's like one of them, but like he kind of is cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, in fact, I think he was kind of the first one to really kind of recognize Villanova's, like... The director? Yeah, because I remember, like, I think the movie before that was, wasn't it, like, him, Hugh Jackman, and... Oh, Prisoners. Prisoners, well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good. And I'm sure Jake Gyllenhaal will show up in Dune somehow, some way. Yeah, of course he will. I feel like, um, when directors like an actor, they stick with it throughout, you Absolutely. know, you feel... But he didn't show up in Arrival. No, I'm kind of Blade Runner. Yeah, but where would you fit him in in Blade Runner? I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, no, that's not true. I okay. would. I can think of a. I can think of a role. Oh, uh, fucking yes. what's his name? Jared yes. Leto instead. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, actually, that would have been really interesting. Especially considering who uh, Jared Leto was the character, the character he played, who was originally supposed to play that character. When you find out that like I couldn't get this guy because he died. Let's get Jared Leto. It was David Bowie, and I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, that's God right." Damn it! Like, yeah, and then you're like, "Fuck, David Bowie! Why'd you have to die?" Um, yeah. So I watched that. Cool. I also watched this movie. Toys are not for children. Did we talk about this? It's really strange. Okay, so um, it came up on my torrent list. It's from 1972. Something weird released it. Um, I think it just got it got tagged as like a 2019 movie when I was just looking to see what was out, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Obviously, it wasn't made in 2019, so I I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I downloaded it. It's about this girl who's, like, sort of infantile, and and, um, 
she's a little slow and she's obsessed with toys and like her whole story is like her daddy left her and all he left her were these toys so she's obsessed with her daddy Uh. and her toys and um so she's like really reserved and and kind of behind and not very good socially and (laughs) she befriends this prostitute who knew her dad so this woman you know ends up getting married it's a failed marriage but she's hanging out with this prostitute and her pimp um, and then somehow, like, the pimp ends up coercing her into sex, and now she wants to be a prostitute because, and she's the type of prostitute that, <laughs> um, play, like, it's very, like, little girlish, so men yeah. are paying her to be this, like, right. oh, come find me, daddy, let's play hide-and-seek, and she's playing with dolls, it's, it's very strange, so, uh, she makes a lot of money, and then, um, she's living with this prostitute and their pimp and so the other prostitute starts getting like a little mad that right. you know this, this girl is fucking retarded and she's taking all her money right. and like what the hell so the woman does know her dad so she sets up a date between the daughter and the dad now the daughter knows that it's her dad but the dad doesn't and you know what happens what yeah. that sounds awesome they fuck it. he freaks out she kills him the end it's really interesting. It's called Toys Are Now for Children. I want it was released by something weird. It's I really liked it, but I like everything that has like a lot of camp, as we'll yes, talk about later. Um, I also saw this movie Wounds, uh, which is Army Hammer, who's very attractive and has the worst name I could think of. Um, it was directed by Babak Anvari. I might have butchered that, but he did Under the Shadow, that Iranian yep. horror film that came out a few years ago. Um, it's cool, but it lost me some point in the middle, and then I kind of, like, reconnected with the movie. It's on Hulu. Um, it's not bad, but it's one of those, like, again, ties into what we're talking about, you know, like, the, you found a video, and you're not supposed to watch it, and all of a sudden you're, like, connected into this, like, weird horror conspiracy of death. sucked into another world. Yeah. Yeah. Not literally, but, like. And some, some parts are cool, like, the cast is cool, um, Zazie Beetz is in it, and that Dakota Johnson, and. Um, one of the guys that keeps appearing in those I'm su- Refn films. Prize, you didn't see Terminator. I didn't because I. Didn't I heard it's good. I've heard the exact opposite. I heard it's really. I heard like seven out of ten. It's action packed, but like I didn't. I didn't go but yet. God damn it! Like that's the thing about the first two Terminator movies is that as action packed as they are, they weren't just action packed. I know. Um, I, I just I, I don't have I don't have high hopes for the new Terminator. I will see it. I don't either, but I do because. Linda Hamilton. Okay. That's great. I love Linda Hamilton. And uh, what's her name is in it? She was in Blade Runner. She was in that Black Mirror episode. Yep. I know you're talking about. Um, I like her. I like her voice. She's got like a good voice face thing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I watched uh, Joe Bob's Halloween Hoot Nanny um, on uh, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. He covered, not only did he cover, he had this amazing opening rant about tourism and he validated what I've been saying for a while now, which is Niagara Falls at least the Canadian side of it, is fucking rad. Especially if you're a horror fan. Uh, haunted houses running all year round, um, late into the night, um, which I, I discovered this when I was 16 years old, and I went to Niagara Falls, and I was like, oh my god, this is a whole fucking world that I've never known about. Because, I mean, you think of Niagara Falls, you think of Superman, or mm. you think of, like, tourism. Yeah. You think of people going to watch a waterfall and get a little wet and be like, wow, we did it, yay. Niagara Falls is awesome. I love Niagara Dude. Falls in Canada. It is campy, it is kitschy, and it is, like, so much fun. And he did this entire rant about it. It was great. Then he he covered Halloween 1, yeah. which... It, it, I love Halloween 1 I, I, I so much, but 
it, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm almost overdoing it with how much I'm watch, I've yeah, watched. Yeah, you do in the past few years. Need to see it. Yeah, for a while. like um, for a while, and then but then he did four and five, and and I do like it when he covers a movie that he doesn't like, specifically part five, where he was just like ripping into it. I also liked him covering parts of part four, where he was like, "Hey, this part is one of the best parts in the entire franchise," and you're like, "Oh fuck, it is," and he like he provides some really good insight. I love it. Um, so I did that. I watched the Joe Bob thing, uh, and then I got married. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I haven't been able to watch no, anything. I, know. Uh, I started, you know, like two days after the wedding, we were exhausted. Like, let's watch a movie, and we started watching a uh, Dolmite is my name. Oh yeah, I and did see that. I love Dolmite, so I was like really excited, and I got halfway through, and I loved it, but I haven't been able to finish it because I've just been fucking exhausted. No, it's great. It's it's super great. Eddie Murphy, it, like, makes me miss Eddie Murphy. You know, when you're like, yeah, fuck, there he is. Yeah. And then you hear about Coming to America being remade. Not remade, but, uh, like, a sequel. A, a sequel. Um, it's really exciting because, like, I love that Eddie Murphy, and I feel like he's missed in our in our realm of funny, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I mean, because he kind of went a different route. Like, um, you know, it's funny. I read, I was reading this interview um, or reading this article about, um, I uh, actually I, I take retract this. I did watch a few things. I watched um, Hills of Ice too. Yeah, uh, I had to. I have the Arrow put out like a special edition. I was like, I need it. I'm a completist. I need to have it. Uh-huh. I got it, and it looks really nice on my shelf. It's not the worst movie in the world, especially not the worst Wes Craven movie. Um, but I was, I, I kind of went back into my whole Wes Craven kick again. I was like flipping through articles and everything like that. And I came across him talking about Vampire in Brooklyn. And the interesting oh, thing about yes. that is that Eddie Murphy didn't want to do a comedy. Wes Craven wanted to branch out and do something a little bit of a comedy. And so yeah. you had these two people that wanted, who were coming to each other for what they were good at. Like Wes, Eddie Murphy sought out Wes Craven because him and his brother were fans of Hills of Eyes. And Wes Craven's like, oh, I get to, to stretch out of horror. I get to do a, more of a comedy thing. And mm-hmm. neither of them wanted to do the genre that they were coming to each other for. And that's why Vampire in Brooklyn, which is not awful... It's kind of messy though. It's kind I of a, love it. I know you do, but I'm just saying it's kind of a it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of like good and bad, and a lot of that is because they're both on. So Eddie Murphy's been tr- he was trying to branch out of um, of of comedy, and then I think he got once like once the money from Nutty Professor and all that shit came yeah. in, and like it almost became a little easy. So it is really awesome to see him coming back to like. Ah, yes, this is Eddie Murphy, you know? Yeah, and it's, like, not... It's a comedy, but it's, like, based on... Oh, absolutely, It's yeah. based on, you know, the, the, the movie. Rudy Ray Moore, yeah. Yeah. And and, um, and it was it was also interesting for me because, like, again, like, I used to skip classes with a, uh, a friend of mine in high school, and we would watch... We'd go and watch Dolmite movies, you know, like, Avenging Disco Godfather, Dolmite, all that. Uh-huh. And it's interesting to know that, like, they're, you know, to get that whole backstory and to get that whole, like, history of this character and, like... And the routine that he did, and uh, it was, I love that cast. Like that yeah. cast is fucking rad. I'm a, I was a huge fan. Again, I just it was. I um, popped in. Started you know crashing. What? One of the cooler things I've done in LA, and there's like a lot of stuff that like just happens all of a sudden. But Arsenio Hall was, um, it was like when the show was back on the air a few years ago. Don't remember that. Um, it was like one season. Yeah. Um, but he happened to do a taping with Eddie Murphy 
I went to that taping. Oh, wow. It was fucking awesome because Arsenio Hall was interviewing Eddie Murphy, so they were talking a lot about stuff like the old projects they were doing, a lot of jokes. And I, I was telling someone this the other day because it's really funny. Um, my boyfriend at the time, Eddie Murphy, was, like, trying to think of a song, and it was Boogie in Your Butt. And so he was like, what's that song? What's that song? And it, my boyfriend goes, Boogie in Your Butt. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I fucking yelled Boogie at Your Butt to Eddie Murphy. And he responded to me, and I was like, I know. That's and it's right. on air. It's, like, on the episode two and it's so fucking funny but yeah i got to go see the taping of like two legends of yeah. like my childhood you know sure. so i'm i just love seeing eddie murphy in the movies i really do Absolutely. um i watched this movie too because we're doing turkey which i really wanted to do okay I'm, i was a little surprised too because you really did want to do it and yeah and it was a lot harder to find something than i i thought and i don't know how you because i remember like we were talking and i was just i was struggling i was like looking up turkish horror films we ended up landing on one, but but yeah. I, I was in, I'm more interested in what what was it about Turkey that made you wanna? You know what? I saw this movie and it it was only a few years ago. It was called Baskin um, at some family. The fucking movie. That's I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not with Vincent because yeah, I was getting the two. No, yeah, yes. it's because it's kind of similar in yeah. in, the, in a way. Um, but Baskin was so impressive to me, like for um, a country that does not is not in rich in horror like um i think it it really the only thing that i could find and i i think they do exist pre-2000s but it's it's really hard to find anything about these movies um so really the the turkish horror genre exploded in the in the 2000s and now it's like growing into this into this really great own entity okay um baskin i think is really cool it's got like it now watching these other um, earlier 2000 Turkish films yeah. and then mixed with like a very much a European feel like you know a lot of Italian films are, are felt in, in Baskin mm-hmm. um, it's which I really, haven't seen yet so don't spoil anything no 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 you should you should see it it's yeah. Baskin I think I think is great and it's really impressive and it was this guy's um, uh, Jean or Jean I don't know how to say his name. I'm going to we'll just butcher this. But um, he he did this because it's actually can, but it's not pronounced can ever all. But it's like John ever all. I don't know. Anyway, it's called Baskin. It came out in 2015. It's it's really great. It was his first movie. Yeah. And he's done a few other um, other ones now. But you can see how influenced he was even from like the early 2000s genre. And so I found a movie called um, Musalat, which um, I think translates to like haunted. Yeah. Um, but it's in a it's in a weird realm of like demon possession um, and like time warps and different dimensions. It's like kind of an interesting way to tell a story about a demon. Yeah, especially like um, these old old demons that are in in the Quran and. And uh, we come to a weird point in Turkey in the 2000s where they're producing these horror films which are very much politically and, and religious based. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of um, pro-Islamic type of, of stuff. So you have like the, I think the 2002, they had a pro-Islamic um, uh, politician. And yes. so you're just like pumping out all of these, these, uh, Anxieties into the into sure, the horror I mean, genre. That, that happens in every so country, so yeah, the, it's it's really interesting. Um, Musala is like this guy. Um, he goes away to Germany to to get money for his his family, and his wife is pregnant, and he keeps having these like reoccurring nightmares of of his wife, and she's a ghost, and. It's funny because there's a really interesting dream se- sequence where he wakes up four times out of the same dream, and it's it is kind of scary and jarring, and it goes on, 
on for a long time. He wakes up and he wakes up and he wakes up and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and then he's awake for a while and he's telling his friend, he's like, listen, I, I don't feel right. I want to go back to Turkey. I need to see my wife. Um, his friend eventually after a while is like, okay, let's, let's go there, retire. So he brings his friend back to, um, Istanbul and they go see this like kind of witch doctor um and the witch doctor is basically like yeah you got like a creature demon and you just gotta deal with that shit <laughs> dude get over dude um and so they uh it, it cuts to like him going back to his wife and then like his wife having this um baby but the baby is a demon baby because this guy's actually possessed by a like a demon from another dimension makes who, sense to me yeah and then the baby gets stabbed right out of the cooch oh okay. um so this demon baby literally comes out and then you know some um, midwife is like it's a demon and stabs it like so easily and then the father and the uh, demon that's possessing him freak out of course. and then you have like a time warp to go back into the middle of the movie it's really fucking weird I kind of love it but I love all this like weird demony sure. possession cheesiness um, and then we watched yeah, this we great on, movie um, Dabe. Dabe so I want to read two things before before we dive into the movie really one is the Wikipedia synopsis, which I just, I, I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going to make it an, uh, we watched a really, uh, the subtitle was really just literal translation. So it, sometimes it just seemed like the incoherent ravings of a madman. But I thought it was the sub, I thought it was the translation. I was like, oh man, whatever, we're, whatever's translating this is just not nailing it. And then I read these two things and I was like, maybe I'm the one who's crazy and the rest <laughs> of the world is the same. Here's the synopsis on Wikipedia. <laughs> People start to commit suicide using brutal techniques. Starting from the United States of America, the suicide wave spreads all over the earth. In a small town, a man kills himself after a long time he spends on the computer. Following this man's death, his friends start to get emails from him. They also start, they also start seeing strange creatures around themselves. This is just the beginning of the doomsday. That's the first one. That's the synopsis. Now this, I don't know who wrote this. It's on IMDb. I'm not trying to disparage the person who wrote this, <laughs> but I love. I think this is one of the best reviews I've heard of any film, whether I agree with it or not. Dabe is the best Turkish fil horror film ever. Most of people think that the film is very bad, but I don't think like them. There are some reasons. First, this film is first cinema experience for the director. He is trying to do something, and I think he is very good for the first time. He covers the film's expense. They have too much impossibilities, but they were made it. Everybody knows that the Turkish horror film sector is very bad. But this <laughs> film is different to them. Its effects are, are too realistic against the others. And its theme is not used before. It uses the Islamic belief Dabe will come the world at the doomsday. This film trying to uses it. After that, too many people gone this film. But they have too much prejudice. That gives negative energy to the film. That's probably one of my favorite lines of anything. That gives negative energy to the film. There are bad things in film. First is the players. They are really bad. The second one is dialogues. It may be better. Finally, this film isn't a classic. It is not perfect, but it was tried. And I think it's successful. <laughs> that is the That's review. That's like the nicest thing. You know what? It tried and it tried in being trying. Yeah. And, and I loved that. Um, um, I, I like it. Okay, we disagree. I like this film. I really do. But I have a... I like those late 90s, early 2000s films. You know that. I love Ghost Ship. I don't care. I like it all in its cheesiness. Um, Dobby is actually a real thing. It's it's the beast of the earth. 
yeah. and it's from the Quran, and it will bring upon the end of the world. According to this film, from the internet, from the internet, it will. Bring, yeah. This movie was the ring for the internet. This director also did. Uh, so this was the only earlier horror f- movie that I could find, and I I couldn't find a copy of it anywhere or yeah, any mention no. of it. But it's called Humadras, and it was from 1999. So oh, this okay. director um, also did all the rest of them. So this is um this is a uh, franchise. Yeah, this is a whole franchise. There's I think there's one being made this year. So that makes seven of them of these dabes. Um, I loved it. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I I had I found myself. I feel like somehow in this and this has been happening the past few months, especially when we've done this international world thing. I feel like our normal roles on this podcast have kind of flipped. Whereas like we've watched movies that I love, and you're like, man, these characters are so fucking dumb. And I'm like, no, 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 totally. This guy would totally do that, or that totally makes sense. Now I feel like we're flipping sides. Where I'm watching this movie, and be like. These people are fucking stupid. <laughs> like, they are, like, if I got one weird email, which it's, all right, also, bear in mind that it's, this movie is, even though it's, it's, it's... 2007, but it's, right. like, more like 1997. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, like, let's see, the internet is dial-up. Yeah. Um, they're, like, you know, one of their friends commits suicide, one of the characters commits suicide, and their friends get, one of their friends gets an email, and they're, like, how could you get an email from a dead person? And it's, like, dude, in this, in this era of spam... <laughs> You know, it's just like whatever. Yeah. But um, if I did get a weird email, email from a dead friend, and then I clicked on a picture, and there was a weird picture of them, I I would be so fucking freaked out that I would treat <laughs> everything like I, like there. Yeah, there are some scary things in this film. There are some scary things in this film, and there are there are some great moments that you like look oh shit and like some some if you can get past the dial up noises which they use a lot to kind of hint that something bad is, is yeah. about to happen. Um, there's a lot of like like uh, very. Uh, quick or or loud, abruptly loud sound jumps, uh, sound bites yeah. that kind of jar you. Um, but uh, a character will be being fucking chased by a weird shadow creature, and their phone rings and they answer it. And it's like, <laughs> first off, the last few phone calls you've been getting these weird crank calls of like weird inter- like dial-up noises. You shouldn't be. That should already swear you off wanting to answer your phone anyway. But the fact that you're answering your phone. While you're being chased by something is fucking dumb. Um, or one of my favorite parts, this character, she's being chased by, and I'm not going to tell you where this is in the movie, so whatever. Um, <laughs> she's being chased by these weird shadow people. Yeah, I like the shadow people. They're scary. Uh, yeah, okay. So she's being chased by the weird shadow people, and she ends up outside of a tunnel. And she hears a voice being like, hey, calling her by name, come on in. <laughs> and she goes, okay. And it's like, Holy it, shit! But the worst is, is like she was like, oh, "What?" And she's, yeah, like, she's like shaking she's and crying, and then she's still going in. And it's like, "No, don't go in!" Right? Like, <laughs> but, to me, this did feel like. I mean, here, like, all your friends are dead. Yeah, but still, also creepy voice from the tunnel. I don't care if it's somebody you know. It's like at the oh my god! Like I would be when shit like this is going down. I would be buying the first plane <laughs> ticket out of wherever. Not getting in a car. I mean, I would be. I would rather be like I would or or a train. I would rather be around so many people that like none of this shit could happen to me. You know, because it always seems to be that whenever these characters get isolated, something terrible happens. Um, the beginning is really cool. I will give you the beginning. The beginning is cool. The whole movie's cool in a very early internet type it of way. It feels like somebody's thesis film or student film that they were just like at one point they're just like. 
they stopped trying to follow a certain plot line and just started to cram as many ideas they thought were cool in. Well, this one has a time loop in it, too. That was cool. I love the, the yeah. weird jumps in time or the weird, like, a character talks to somebody on the phone and what you find out is they're talking to themselves yeah. in the future or the past. I like that aspect. It's creepy. It is creepy. I thought that was, I think that's really interesting. And, of course, the voice that they're hearing is distorted because it's coming from a different time. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know. They don't recognize it. They don't recognize it. It sounds horrifying. I like that. I'm into it. I dig it. My problem is, is that we start off with a ghost in the internet and then <laughs> it turns into like the, I mean, or a demon in the internet and, and there's certain reveals like the reveal well, of the. Yeah. America. This was brought on by America. So America basically released Dabe to the world. Did we? Through the internet. They blame us a lot. I don't know if you go through it. Remember, they're like, America's covering it up. Oh, I don't know. I, I see. I People didn't, are. See, you read that in the translation as America's covering it up. I think they're just like. They're, what, they, what the translation I read was suicide happening. America don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that, I, was I like, mean, that is also. I was like, that true. is very yeah. true. Yeah. This is the one part that's very topical. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it just, it, there was at one point where it just seems like all the, then the demon can come out this way, or the demon suddenly went gone from the internet to being on the phone. Um, it can go through the phone, voiceover internet protocol, VoIP. Oh, you never heard of it? Oh, I know what VoIP is. <laughs> Um, but, uh, there just seemed like he, he kind of was just trying to throw as much towards the end as possible. There's some really cool, uh, none of the characters, and this is not down to the translation. This is also down to, like, <laughs> they are, nobody's fucking, like, like, simple, like a bull at all. I don't care about, yeah, because they're so dumb. Like, there's, there's a cop. Who's such an asshole? Yeah, he keeps telling her to like look at him when he's talking to her. Yeah. Like that's a little rude. Like, bro, her friends just suicided. Right, <laughs> suicided. That sounds like a trans part of the translation. Ah, <laughs> uh, your friend suicided. <laughs> Why this? Uh, there was actually a great. Um, there was a great line that I had to take a screenshot of because I was like, "Holy shit, this could be one of the greatest lines in any film I've ever seen." And um, it's a scene where he's interrogating her friend about suicide. <laughs> and he's asking her why. Why do you think so many people like to kill themselves by drowning in the ocean? And because they dream see us as a soft big pillow or a lovely mother chest. A mother chest. A lovely mother chest. Honestly, it's the nicest way I've heard that described for some reason, but also like really dirty. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, he's such an asshole. And um, and he cheats on and, and we find out that his wife oh, yeah. has committed suicide. She is and this her suicide has nothing to do with the Dobby. It has to do with the fact that he cheated on her with what appears to be a fucking teenager, like a 13, 14 year old. Yeah, that didn't look good. It did not look good at all. He did not and so and um you know, so we got a dickhead. But cop. he dies. And he dies in his underwear, but for some reason he had clothes on before. Yep. And then he has clothes on after death. So that's a little interesting. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, and maybe there's a weird cultural thing where it's like, hey, we can't show, if, if somebody's going to be in a bathtub, they need to have pretty much next to no clothes. <laughs> or or it doesn't make, you know, I don't know. Maybe, who knows. But uh, I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the two. There's these three teen. well, I don't know they're not teenagers. They're, they're in their 20s. Young adults. Young adults. Yeah. One, they both, they all, it looks like all three of them work in a china store, which you were the one who actually pointed out it was a china store. I thought it was just a store that sold plates. <laughs> yeah, it's a like, china shop. I was like, oh. Because that's what I, I've never actually seen a china, sto- uh, china 
yeah. shop in person right. ever. Like, I've seen it in movies a lot. Like, there are a lot of movies that have china shops. What's yeah, but this like? one had a lot of plates and bowls. That's, that's all a, it was. That's what it is. It's a I china guess. shop. But it's, I it thought it looked cool, the arrangement of... It did. There are moments of this movie where I was like, wow, that looks really cool. Yeah. And then there's moments where I was like, oh, this looks like, this looks really bad. I like it because it reminds, I mentioned it loosely, um, and I don't want to compare it, but Fear.com, and like those early internet type of movies that sure. came out of America, it reminds me a lot of that, and that's why I probably think it's so endearing. Yes. Technology going awry movies are always, I always find it even, and don't get me wrong, I was very entertained by this movie. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's, it's a fun watch. It's, it's Well, it's always entertaining because of like how... You know, whoever's making the movie has an idea of what this technology can or cannot do that is so far removed. Like, for example, one another movie we covered, uh, I think almost a year ago, or, or over a year ago, was Brain Scan. I was thinking When it was like, that, yeah. virtual reality is going to be this big thing, or video games, and it's like, man, this is not how it works. Yeah. But, oh my <laughs> God, it's so entertaining to watch, you know? Um, Fear.com was one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the one, what was that movie with, I mean, there's a few movies like this, but like, uh... It was one that was based on a Stephen King novel. It had John Cusack and I want to say Morgan Freeman or Samuel Jackson. I can't remember. 1408? 1408 Samuel Jackson. That's where I'm getting confused. Yeah. I think it was Morgan Freeman. It was Cell. Oh, no. That's not John Cusack. The Cell? Cusack? Not The Cell. Cell. Oh. Was, you know, what was that movie where, like, I can't remember what it was called Cell. It was a movie where, like, there's a virus that gets contracted through the phone, uh, the phone and it turns everybody into crazy zombies. And, um... Oh, maybe it is, is Cell. Uh, I'm gonna look it up now. But, I mean, like, again, another example of, like, I mean, cell phones were around yeah, at that point, they're... but it still wasn't, like, what what we think of today, you know? Yeah, this had a weird... It was, like, oh, you're in a different reality and you're trapped with, like, your reality version. Because there's, there's another great um, translation quote in there, and it was, like, ready to have your reality inside out. Cell, starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Damn. Um, but yes, yes, I, I agree. Oh, it is Samuel L. Jackson in yeah. Cell. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just really liked it. I think it's, like, super fun, and it's, like, got those, like, weird early jump scares and, you know, those, like, elongated faces that are all in the early 2000 movies, yeah. you know? Yeah, Um, I like that it kind of mixes in this folklore into this, like, also, like... Yes. <clears throat> um... A charged movie, emotionally charged. Um, I like it. I think it, it like kind of tells like, oh, you know, be wary of the internet. You guys are gonna be zombies and want to kill yourself. Like, but that's what I'm saying is that like the movie starts with a guy, um, the character committing suicide, and then we hear about this rash of suicides. But then everybody else who dies afterwards doesn't. Get, this is what I'm talking about. When I was like, the director. Oh yeah. Loses tr- like they like form like a dead gang at the end of them. They form a dead gang, but also nobody else gets like dies via suicide. They like. They get I know. Well, the guy, the cop in the bathroom, I guess you could make that a suicide because, like, maybe that's why the ghost removed the clothes. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe, what about the douchebag that is, like, first he's making his friend feel guilty because she didn't. Oh, yeah, that she was didn't, rude. Yeah, that guy, the one who's like, oh, yeah, you know, he committed suicide and didn't you reject him, like, a few days ago? Mm. And then he sees, like, some weird shit. He goes for And then he dies, but I don't remember what the police said. But it's not a suicide. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he goes to investigate his friend's, um, his dead friend's apartment, um, even though it's taped up and everything, because... Yeah, like, don't go in there, bro. Apparently law enforcement in every country is kind of fucking useless. Yeah. Um, But 
Um, so he goes in there to investigate, and weird shit happens. Like he gets attacked by this weird shadow version of his best dead best friend. Yeah. And he runs away. And I'm like, good for you, my friend. Good for you. You're running. <laughs> and then he keeps, and then he, and then he stops. <laughs> and he's like, hey, this house looks really kind of familiar. Like cause the video the one was in the video of my dead friend. I'm gonna go in there by myself. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. And of yeah. course he gets, and he gets, this is the part where he's like crawling, he crawl, he's like hiding, the, the, whatever shadow creature sees him and sees him go to, hi, in his hiding spot. And so the shadow creature is like climbing, you know, the, it's really cool. He's like <laughs> fingered, but then the phone rings and he answers it. And it's like, oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Are you, you have somewhere you have to be? Okay, listen, but he didn't go to the Hollywood goat's house. That's true. That is true. <laughs> and also, also, I thought about that too, because we did an escape room after my wedding and like it was, you know, me and to my friends in a uh, in an escape room and I realized that my role in an escape room is like oh there's this weird creepy like tunnel that is dark and somebody's got to go in it and I'll be the one to be like oh, I'm going to do it like I don't know what's in there like I remember before then they were like before we go in the escape room like like you might get wet there's some water in there okay. if you get soaked you're pro- you're doing something wrong and I gave her a look and she's like in your case, it might be exactly what you want. I was like, yeah, dude, I'll get, I will get drenched in water. I don't care. <laughs> so I will dive into a weird tunnel. I will crawl around in the dark. I will go into what? a weird, creepy closet by myself. I will do the stupid shit that nobody else wants to do because I know there's a clue in there. Yeah. Um, so fair enough. But I will I will tell you one thing. I will not th- – if I am being chased by a weird shadow creature, I will not answer my fucking phone if somebody calls me. I don't like noises, so the minute I heard, like, a weird screeching or yeah. modem go off near my phone, I will I will throw it. I would throw it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's super fun. I like seeing this because even the closer to now, and I forget that early 2000s and now is almost 20 years. It's 20 years. Um, you know, so it's it's a lot of time to see the progression of um of a really uh young horror genre, which is really yeah. cool. Um, to see how far it's come along already, and some of the movies are like fucking sick. Like Baskin's pretty. I want to see that. It's is really pretty bad. sick. Um, and then there's all these sequels to this Dabe movie, and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like sicken or sisson or it's s-i-c-c-i-n and there's a whole series of that as well mm. um i think there's six of those movies so it's like a, a franchise another horror franchise that's like in the same realm um and it's the same guy who did that Musalat movie that i watched um but yeah i think all of these horror movies are great <laughs> i really like this one but i like it for its cheese and its simplicity sure. and it's like kind of wackiness sure I would say that so far out of all the horror movies we've covered around the world, this is my least favorite. The, <laughs> um, I, I thought that the Were Tiger one, the India one we did, I was like a little. On the you side. don't like that? You I, like that one more than this? I like that one more than this. Yeah, because the fucking music kicked, it was shredded. It was awesome. Uh. And, um, and it was. I mean, that one's so preposterous to me, like the Were Tiger, that I'm uh-huh. like, I'm in it. I'm like in it to fucking win it. Whereas this one, I was like a little. I was less into it. I, I, that's why I was so interested because I was like, I, I know that Turkey doesn't have a, a huge... And, and maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're just doing the worst research ever. But um, according to that review on IMDb, the horror Tur- the Turkish sector in horror is not very good. Um, there is Now there are some yeah. great horror movies. And I know um, that Turkey... Co- there was a lot of co- like movies in the six, uh, 70s and 80s that were co-financed by Turkey. But yeah. But they're not considered Turkish films, Which per is, se. 
Yeah, and it's really interesting. And, and I the only information really that gave me any insight was I found like two dissertations yes. on Turkish horror online, which thank you for that. It was helpful information, but I couldn't find anything else. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is hard to find the information, but I found both the movies I watched on YouTube. Cool. So luckily these heroes, and I'll say it in every country, um, there's people who upload with, with free free uploads with subtitles so you yeah. can watch movies from other countries um it's awesome there's like a whole boatload of of turkish horror movies on there from the 2000s that you can find cool um i think baskin was on netflix for a while i think it's on, it's on something it's it might be on somewhere. shutter now yeah it's streaming um, somewhere but it's kind of it's got that like um weird blue and red hue and yeah. it's like got the like the weird man's baby face with a keyhole in it so yeah. you can't miss it right um, but yeah, it's really cool. I like this movie, but Baskin is, is pretty sick. Um, I think Turkish horror is really interesting and kind of scary. And it reminds me a little bit of like some of the Asian, um, um, films that have come out too. Yeah. I mean, I'm always interested when we do these, when we're doing these movies, how, like how much the culture, you know, creeps into the, is reflected, is yeah. reflected in the film or, or the political climate or sometimes both. Like, I think this is the only film I've ever seen that has an Islamic, um, yeah, demon. demon. Yeah, or, or, or mythology involved. You know, and I think that's really interesting because I feel like we've covered, you know, so many different uh, aspects of different folklores. But this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. So mm-hmm. in that regard, I really dug that. Um, and I, de- I, I do recommend people watch this movie. I, I don't think I've ever we've ever watched a movie no. where I've told where I've been like, don't watch this movie because there is definitely something in there for somebody. Yeah, um, it, it, it's. Try to watch the version we watched. I think it was on YouTube, where it's like yeah. the translation is so. You will after a while, your brain starts. You know exactly what they're trying to say, mm-hmm. but you also think that you're you're going insane. <laughs> so um, I recommend because you're trying to translate the translation in yeah. your head about like what it actually means, and then you're like, wait, like, I'm not sure. Like my vessels are are coming, or my my vessels are getting out. And I'm like, don't <laughs> yeah. know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Um, yeah, that one was confusing trying to translate. I still am not sure what it means, yeah. but I like it. Yeah. It's scary when you see the whole. Yes, and it's, in, in context, it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was Turkey, and uh, I don't know. We're gonna be. We've got a few countries left. Uh, yeah, in our trip, that, but we really do only have a few countries left. I know, and it's hard because there's so many places in the world that make right. cool horror movies, and you want to make sure that you represent everyone. Um, and we're trying. We're just trying, and it's like. You know, we know that there's so many other places and we'll get to it hopefully another time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Dabe. Dabe. All right, uh, guys, check out the Instagram video underscore vampires. Find us on Spotify if you're not already listening to us on Spotify or iTunes or however way you're listening to it. Go on there and rate us. Give us, uh, give us some love. Give us a five star, man. I think we deserve it. We do. We earned it. Yeah. Um, I watched Dabe for you. you. (laughs) Um, So, uh, five stars, and um, we will be back. Yay. Bye. Bye.